What's up, guys? Welcome back to Fourth Meal. What's good? I am Eric Deluxe. I'm DJ Five. And we got the homie Nick Ferrer Nick the today. Intern. <laughs> and most of you might be like, who the hell is Nick Ferrer? Who? <laughs> well, listen to the podcast to find out. It's an incredible story. Guarantee is going to inspire you yeah, and motivate you. Story. And shouts to everybody that's sharing the story, uh, the podcast on their stories. Keep doing it. We appreciate it. We're going to repost yeah, them. Um, share it with your friends. Shouts to all the new listeners that don't even know what Headliner Music Club is. Uh, it's where you get all the fire edits. Yep. And to the new, to the new guys us. that aren't members yet, um, go ahead and use the code HMC Podcast all together, all caps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll give you half off your first month. Wow. Let's do it. This is Nick Ferrer's story. Let's go. Headliner Music Club presents Fourth Meal. Order number 47. Number 47, your order's ready. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Fourth Meal. What's up? What's wow, up? This is a little interesting talking to the, the... I've known this guy since he was 19. How old are you now? 30. 30 years old. Yeah, I met Nick when time. he was, like, what, 22 when you brought him around? Like, when you took him on the road with you? Yeah. Yeah. So, Nick Ferrer, welcome to the podcast. Welcome, Here we Nick. Go. Here we go. And, if, <laughs> we, and go. we just took a shot of 1942 just to take Listen the edge off. up, man. And it's only, like, what, 3 p.m. right now? Yeah, we're going to talk some but, shit. But if you don't know who Nick Ferrer is, uh, let's do a brief little recap of his story. <laughs> so, first, um, Saif and I were on Power 106, and our PD at the time, Jimmy Steele, was like, hey... Um, my lawyer's nephew wants to intern up here. Um, can, can you guys meet him? We're like, yeah, sure. He goes, oh, he's in my office now. And then, uh, so he came up and Nick Ferrer. What was he wearing? Is in a suit. <laughs> There's a radio station. Like no one's in a suit at power. Well, the sales guys are like kind of dressed up, but like PDs and yeah, jeans yeah. and t-shirts. So I was like, all right. And you know, very nice kid. He was 19. Very quiet, very nice. Kind of met him. We're all, we were kind of new to the radio station too, so yeah. Um, so yeah, we met him and they were like, "Yeah, Jimmy, that's fine, no no problem." So I think you started that day or the next that day? That day, that day, wow. That day, we're on three to seven. He came to the studio, and me and Saif would just fuck around all day, <laughs> drink and like clown on each other. And this guy was so nervous and afraid, like to even laugh. Like, he'd just pick up the phone and, like, look down. And we'd, like, <laughs> say something, like, at least we thought was funny. And he would not even laugh. I was like, damn, this guy. I can see that. This guy is just, like, quiet as hell. Obviously, later he broke out of his shell. So, anyway, started off as an intern for me uh, at the age of 19. Remember what year that was? 2008. Wow, wow, 2008. And were you already DJing at the time? Yeah. Yeah, so How long have you been DJing? Two years prior. Okay. Yeah. So, you... Uh, Till end of high school, you started DJing. Yeah. Okay. And then you said, man, I want to be on Power 106. Nah, what's crazy? What were your dreams? What was crazy is that I've always loved music. So prior to getting out of high school, I was supposed to go into the military. Uh, but like I was, by your choice or your, your like family was like, your I was music. like, I just had to do something with my life. Well, Whether, yeah, and my it's family had that, that used to that. be like the thought process, like, yo, yeah, no I don't know what I want. I'm going to go to the military. And I'm Filipino. So it's either you're in the yeah. nurse or military. Like, that's it. Yeah. Wow. There's no I can music, see you as a male no nurse, though. So, <laughs> so I was, I was out of high school in between going into the military. I was, I was, um, helping my uncle out who's an entertainment lawyer. And he's like, Hey man, like, why are you always listening to like radio and playing with your chicka chicka at our, like, at our, <laughs> our, our family chicka, party? Chicka. I was like, man, I just, I love it. And he goes, I actually know someone at a radio station. I said, BS. Like it's, I thought it was going to be like a 570 AM station. He's like, nah, power 106. So I looked at him straight in the eye. I was like, I need to get in there, and I don't care what it is. <laughs> so that's when he said, put a resume together. He sent um, 
my resume into Jimmy Steele, who's a programming director. They called me in for the internship, which I remember like it was yesterday. I was working a hotel job. Also, it was July 15th, Hotel California. Hotel California. That wasn't the real name, but that was the nickname yep. we called it. Because he said, yo, he, he used to be at the hotel and would legit see people come in yeah. for like hourly rates yeah oh just wow to, just to like the boom smash. boom hotel yeah, little oh, things wow. going on <laughs> the love mo- the love <laughs> yeah, hotel man. the love hotel <laughs> um and yeah and that's when i got called for the internship and uh, it was power 106 and then obviously what psych- made you wear a suit man i just thought i was coming for a job interview <laughs> so i think every professionalism you need to come in if you want to impress someone you need to wear like a suit and tie so i always thought of like if you're gonna go want a job or interview that with shows me that you were you were never like too comfortable you know what i mean yeah. you're never and you still aren't like yeah. you always know your place yeah. and like do the right thing yeah. you know what i mean like you're never too comfortable yeah. so anyway my intern and then let's fast forward i had a tour coming up uh going to asia and i was going i was doing 10 countries in 12 days yeah and it was like a brutal ass run and i needed someone to go on the road with me and I asked Nick, I was like, man, yeah. he'd be good. And that's I, before we lived together, right? Because I don't, I didn't meet Nick until like later. This is like 2010, man. 2010, yeah. That was yeah, Eric yeah. Deluxe Providencia days, Johnny Barba. <laughs> there he wow. is. Wow, old apartment. Yeah. So I was like, yo, I'm going to Asia. Like, do you have a passport? And he was like, yeah. Do you want to go? He goes, yes. Like he just was down for Ready. the cause, bro. And we went, man. And how how was that? That was time brutal. of our lives. It was wow. fun, but it was pretty rough. Yeah. At least for me, because I'm the one like getting banged up, smacked, blacked out. And Nick was the one like, babys- to, like yeah, he's just sure. babysitting me. Yeah. You get your laptop but and your bag and all that. At shit. At that time, I was just down for everything. Like yeah. these guys would call me at three in the morning, messing around at Bob's Big Boy, wherever they're coming from. <laughs> he like, just show up. We still they, do. They like, yo, we're over here. It's cool. I'm on my way. Just to be down with the homies, yeah, you know. Yeah, like, of course, so yeah, yeah. So there you go. Intern the and hunger. then to to road manager. You were my road manager for how long? Four years. Four years. Yeah. Came went everywhere with me. Um, got all my contacts and and he left me. Uh, no, so yeah, let's let's but, talk about that because because you know you you were DJing, and obviously like I don't expect a road manager or a tour manager to be, be with me forever. Like it's they're obviously gonna move on, yeah, especially growing. as a young DJ. Like you're you you're using that to learn things and yeah. meet people, and then I remember getting a call from Sujit, like, yo, Nick keeps calling me, wants to be on a scam. <laughs> and I was like, what? Because <laughs> I, I was like, this motherfucker didn't even tell me. I had to hear it from Sujit. And I was like, bro, you calling, are you calling Sujit telling him you want to get on a scam? He was like, no, nah, he was so afraid. <laughs> but anyway, I obviously gave him the blessing. I was yeah. like, yo, it's fine. Like, I want you to grow. Like, like of course. Yeah. So, you know, he, he moved on. He got, became a DJ on scam. And then how'd that go for you? I mean, great. I mean, let's backtrack to tour managing, right? Like, I don't know what I was doing. Like, I was like, I'm going to just dive in with the Sharks. Yeah. I don't think I knew what I was doing. I never had a tour manager before. Yeah. Like, I was just like, I'm going to figure it out. Like, but most importantly, I'm there for a job. Like, I'm there for the artists. You know what I mean? Like, which was you, Mm -hmm. you know? So that job you can't learn in college, right? Like, you can't say, yo, we've got to book a flight or, 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 you know, the weather's messed up and you have to rearrange things and you got to fix the car. You got to let the promoter or or nightclub know that we're going to be running late or this happened on the road. Like you can't teach those things. So 
my thing going into to whether it was radio or whether it was tour managing with you, it was just like, I'm going to figure it out. As What's I the go. biggest thing you learned as a tour manager? Um, how to book a flight. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised, um, no, man. but even, I mean, no, I guess no, just, no, let, just, no, just, let's re-ask the question. Like you as a DJ and being a tour manager for me as it, like when I was traveling doing Vegas and being around five and vice and stuff like that, like, I'm asking, like, seeing us, did you, like, were you able to learn, pick up a lot of things? Or? Yeah, of course, especially the different markets you took me to, whether it was overseas, which was, you know, a whole different atmosphere, you know, and dealing with people that don't speak English, you know, uh, and then going into Vegas, which which yeah. was, you know, knowing who the bottle clients yep. were and dealing on a professional level as far as, you know, you have uh, a music director in your DJ booth. Yeah. It got to a point where the bottle clients like Nick more than they <laughs> yeah. like me. Yo, for real though, I remember. Where's they, Nick? They always like, oh. ask for Nick. Like even with me, they're like, Dude, he's not my road manager, dog. <laughs> but that's good, man. Like you're honestly like an incredible dude. So, so, um, so yeah. So then let's get to the to the DJ part. Yeah. So then you left me. You got on scam, <laughs> right? And now and then what happens? Well, I I got on the radio. I was able to get on the radio as an honor DJ at Power 106, which, um, you know, during that internship, that's kind of what I was working for, right. really. Um, so, you know, there was a, I was also working in the mix show department, um, which means, you know, I was working under Felly Fell at the time and E-Man where they would have uh, mixer meetings and they would have record labels come up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They would have uh, artists come up and managers. So I would coordinate the scheduling between, hey, Def Jam wants to come in and sit with the DJs and play a new YG song, so I would coordinate and be the liaison between the label and the radio station. Mm -hmm. And you're just um, racking up contacts, contacts. The entire time. I knew from being contacts, an intern contacts. to being on the road, contacts. to being on Power 106, yep, mixing, yep. and yep. also assisting Felly and E-Man. Yep. Contacts. Yep. And then that's how I learned to do admin work, you know, paperwork and, and putting together schedules and, and putting DJs on air and saying, hey, I can't make it. Okay, so what's... Plan B, like, okay, Fuse is not available, whatever, or yeah. Felly's not available, cool. Um, you have a list of DJs, you can always... DJ Ever, yeah. are you available? Cool, Do I'll do the 10 to midnight slot. All right, yeah, cool, yeah. let's figure it out. So then, and then you also were in charge of scheduling the jump-off mixes. Jump-off so mixes. So the jump-off mix, for people that don't know, um, Power 106 used to do a week, uh, uh, like a guest mix on weekends only, which was basically like a hour-long mega set. You'd pre-record pre yeah. it. And like just do. But it started with the big weekends, stuff. though, right? Like, like no, it used to be every weekend. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah that's okay. how me and Sight. Me and Sight first got on the radio oh, wow. with a, as a, as a guest on the jump off. They don't too. do that. They don't do that anymore. I don't think they do oh, it anymore. Okay. But Nick got it. Was in charge of scheduling. Wow. It. Yeah. And then first, we're talking, you know, Felly, E Man, and everybody, you know, Felly and E Man looked over everything still, yeah. but I was able to bring things to the table because yeah. I was out and about, you know, whether I was on the road with you meeting those DJs or in in the city or just knowing who was popping and then and then you <laughs> <laughs> to say it. but then you started trading gigs for guest slots bro absolutely even like three-day weekends right like <laughs> memorial day weekend no, no one's a big no, deal no, Power no one six the biggest you know hip-hop radio station no, and i mentioned this because we were talking about it earlier when we went to get coffee it's like it's not an ad so you, know? you would yeah. schedule djs and then they would get you at their clubs. Right. To DJ. Like, say, for instance, a Japan DJ wanted to get yeah. on, right? And I'm like, cool. So, Which is how do I get on to, to me, where man. you're from? Wow. I'm helping you. Help me help you. Wow. It's just like, I don't realize how big Power 106 is until like, I hear this. Like, I'm like, damn. You're able Huge, to do man. that? People Huge. legit would fly Nick to Tokyo just to, to do a, a guest slot. set. 
on yeah. Power 106. You're in a good spot. Yeah. Wow. I would use that to my advantage. Nah, no yeah. one else was doing it. Wow. Hey. And then even, you Can't know, on three-day weekends, I would do 4th of July, Labor yeah. Day, Memorial Day, Christmas, New Year's Eve, because no one was stepping up to the plate. Yeah. And it was right in front of me the whole yeah. time. And you took advantage of it. All right, so now you're doing jump off mixes, and then you're you're scheduling them. You're you're trading off for gigs because that was just the like the hustle. That was the hustle. However man. you could get it, right? Yep. So then what happens? Let's go past past um, Power One Hundred Six. Now you're just DJing for Scam. Right. So I get I get on the Scam, which thank you to you and, and the the local homies like Scratchy and yeah. fuck, you know some of the homies. So I started DJing clubs and traveling a little bit, still doing radio. Um, which was cool, you know, but I wasn't doing anything to really take it to the next level, right? Like, I wasn't producing. Right. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll say straight up, like, I got great managing uh, <laughs> marketing skills, but my skills levels ain't DJ5 or DJ Ever or DJ <laughs> you two records though, right? But I can go, ha- go, go into these clubs, kiss hands, shake babies, have a good <laughs> so time, you- drink, blend <laughs> records, and let's go. So you are all relationship, no skill? Absolutely. <laughs> hey, but you don't have to say yeah, your no skill. No. Come on. You do dude. have showmanship though, because I seen you on the on the DJ stage dives, uh, stage diving, yep. and on the fucking tables and shit. That's funny. Come on, dog. <laughs> yeah, I just want to have fun with people. Like, go shake hands with the busboy and the promoter, and take a shot with the owner. Right, and, like, right. nah. be cool with everybody. The one thing I, I remember you always would say, which is like really tight, is uh, is uh, you could have the relationships. Oh, what is it? No, you could have the contacts, but do you have the relationships? Right. Are they picking up your calls? Right. Because yeah. imagine it's like people have everybody's numbers, right. but you might not get a reply from them. He's like, yeah, you can, have, you can have their contacts, but do you have the relationship? Are they taking your calls? Are they hitting you? And that's, yeah. I think, one and thing Nick special, was always yeah. like, he's always on the phone. Yeah. And we always just call him like little Diddy. Always on the phone with his little headphones on, talking to somebody. He walked into the and he could in. legit be talking to like some booker in, I don't know, Phoenix or yeah, yeah. Texas somewhere, and they're just talking about like, I don't know, like lunch. the weather. Yeah, lunch. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, normal conversation. <laughs> All right, so oh. now you're you're traveling the world. Um, you've been where in the world have you been for sure? Uh, Japan. London, Scotland. Wow. Um, are those all from Newcastle? Jump off mixes? For the yeah, absolutely. Wow, crazy, man. absolutely. Wow, that's crazy. And then um, you had a lot of residencies out here, right? You had like Argyle. Yeah, I have like Playhouse. Argyle and, and some of the the radio clubs at the time. Yeah. You know. All right. So then, you obviously still kind of DJ here and there, right? Yeah. And then you you did kind of like an exit strategy towards A and R. Right. But before we get into that, like what made you what made you make that move? Um, I was just thinking about the long run for me, man. Like I want I want to have kids. I want to have, you know, a wife one day. You could be a a DJ, have kids. There's a lot of but but I would say I was like I wasn't putting in the work to really go get that money. Right. Like I wasn't to say like you just realized it just wasn't going to pop off how you wanted it to. Yeah. And I wasn't working at it, you know, like and honestly, there's what do you think you lacked? Um, cause I heard you earlier say production, but like, there's a lot of guys that are really busy and, and, and killing it that don't produce. Yeah. And I think at that time too, it was, it was an interesting point in the business where, um, you know, influencers started coming around. There was female DJs coming around. Um, you feel like the DJ market got saturated. Yeah. Yeah. It got way saturated. You know? So, 
uh, not that there's nothing wrong. I just didn't really adjust yeah. um, with what was going on business wise. And that's and this, this is honestly exactly why we wanted to sit down with Nick and talk to him because he it's important. Like he realized, like, hey, you know, my career isn't going where yeah. I I wanted it to be, um, but I want to. I love music. I want to keep stay it in, in the music industry. Stay, yeah. yeah, I don't want to yeah. go get a job at like a restaurant yeah. or a, or yeah. a Best Buy. Yeah, some a store. <laughs> yeah. Which and there's nothing like there's really nothing wrong with that. Absolutely not. There's nothing wrong with any job. But how were you able to keep it in, in music? Like what was what was your next step after saying, you know what, I need to make a move? Well, a successful. Did you have that moment or did it kind of happen slowly? It, it, it happened. There was a successful music manager um, that that, you know, I wouldn't say reached out, but there was some people like bringing up my name to him yeah. and saying, you know, he would make a great A and R, and and that's because you know, of your relationships. Yeah, the relationships that I met even yeah. through the radio station back in yeah. 2009. So there was a gentleman of Charles Chavez who who uh, managed Pitbull for yeah, many right. years, and I was a big big fan of him. And, and you know, just would see him through passing, and, and he's like, I was just looking for an A and R, and I was like, I don't really know what that means. I think that means I'm supposed to go sign artists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I took a. I, I so just, do you know I what it means now? Um, I'm, I'm always learning, man. But I'm like, always, for, I, I have an idea. I'm, no, I mean, I'm I, saying like, for like the people idea. listening that don't know what an A and R is. Right. Can you, so, so, can you explain to them so what it a and R means artist and, and repertoire, really. So, um, it's it's any you know between signing acts or you know providing the tools uh, for for artists um, to make music. Yeah, or finding know? songs or finding, or finding songs. Song so, writers, oh, artist relations. <laughs> right, artist relations. Oh, so. Okay. I look over, um, you know, the recording process um, yeah. with our artists, you know, always looking for talent. I, we have, you know, singer songwriters I work with. Yeah. And, and this is this is a dope part of the story. So because obviously we, we uh, keep our pod- podcast a little short. So intern to DJ, mm-hmm. not intern to DJ on the radio to DJ on scam and, and doing clubs, world tours yeah. and clubs in L.A., Vegas, mm-hmm. et cetera. To going to A and R and becoming an A and R, which you are currently doing, and your first act that you signed to the label was Ali Brooke from Fifth Harmony. Har- uh, Fifth yeah, Harmony. from the girl group Fifth yeah. Harmony. I was able that's to, crazy to, to bring that's that. Dope, you that's know? like your first least, signing, you bro. Know, bring, that's, that's huge. Yeah, bring bring the bring that to the table, you know, and being in the studio, and that's what A and Rs do. You yeah. sit in the studio, you you sit with producers, you sit with artists, and you know, shout out my boy, you know, DJ Flick. You know, we had an artist named Messiah yeah. who we had signed to the to um, the label, which we have a venture with Atlantic Records. Ali Brooks' manager had um, reached out about Messiah, said we, Ali should do a record with her, uh, with him. And um, my boy Flick was like, I know who they are. It's, it's Nick and Charles. And I went wow. to the studio. She said Aight. she had no deal. I called my boss and, and the rest is history. Wow. That's that's what you call boom. Yeah. <laughs> and Nick Nick is up at five a.m. every Booming day, right now. in the gym by what six or something. Well, you're in bed. Uh, you're in bed by eight p.m. Yeah, it depends what's going on. Yeah, like yeah. if there's nothing, like eight, you know. But even if I get home two, three, and in he's the morning always with at you guys, war. Seven p.m. Buffalo Wild Wings, eight p.m. in bed. Yeah, exactly. That extra <laughs> How many crispy. times a day are you at war and upset and mad at people and swinging uh, at the air? I mean that's almost every minute. When is fourth of the day. quarter? <laughs> <laughs> when is fourth quarter? That's happening? every day. It's like yo, you're. It's like the basketball analogy, right? You got poor, one second left on the clock. You have the ball. What are you gonna do with it? What are you gonna do? And I'm the type of guy that's like, yo, if you give me like, like the ball or just give me the play, like I'm gonna just like go run with it. Mister Fourth Quarter. Well, thank you, Nick. Thank, thank you. That you, was Nick a Ferrer. very incredible story, bro. War. We'll go to war. <laughs> 
Go sign someone. <laughs> Peace.